get this stuff out of the way in case I get crazy over here and get tangled up in it. Amen. Well, I guess I think I might ought to introduce myself to y'all because some of y'all don't know me. I see some new faces here tonight. My name is Richard Shanane. I'm a past elder here. Uh, we served as an elder a couple of years and went on pastor to church for a couple of years. Now we're back serving here in our spots. Uh, pastor Mark is up in, in uh, New Mexico with the teenagers and the young life, and they're up there on a ski trip. So uh, y'all continue to pray for them because some of them left with a cast on, and we don't want them coming back with another cast, all right? So they're up there, so he called me last Friday and asked me if I would fill in for this evening, and uh, as usual, I said, yes, sir, thank you. I enjoy getting to do it. So uh, anyway, I'm going to bring the message tonight, and hopefully you guys will receive something from it. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we begin. Father, we come before you tonight, Lord God, and I just ask you to open each and every heart here tonight and let them be receptive to the message that we're about to deliver, Father. Father, today I just ask you, Lord, to use me in a, in a way that will touch somebody's heart tonight, Father, and it will change their life forever, Father God. Every time I get to stand behind a pulpit, Father, I just ask you to, to put me behind the cross, Father, and speak through me to the congregation, Father, that they can understand what you're trying to get across to them through the message. I praise you and I thank you, Father. It's a great honor for me to be allowed to do this, Father, and I just ask you to bless this service, Father, and let your anointing fall on it right now, God, and let each and every one feel your spirit in this place. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, this, this season that we're coming up on right now is the spring season. As a matter of fact, some of y'all probably know it. Some of you might not know it. Most of you do know that this coming up Sunday is Palm Sunday, but some of you may not know it's the first day of spring. And what am I doing? Do I need to step back, step forward? What do I do, Brother Mike? Stay still? Is Brother Mike back there? All right. Maybe it's just a little too loud or something, but anyway. So with it being the first day of spring coming up this Sunday, uh, I got to thinking about this week about spring and all that and how when spring comes around a lot of people start getting ready for their garden they start tilling up their grounds they get their flower beds ready and you know they they start getting ready to do do uh, uh, the things that you do in the spring and that's plant seeds right you start you want to plant seeds in your garden you want to plant flowers some people cheat and they go buy the little plants and plant them, but a lot of people put the seeds, some of them shaking their head back there saying, yeah, that's me, I put the plants, I do too sometimes when I have time to do a garden, uh, but since it's been spring, we're getting ready to plant seeds and all this and that, next month, next week being uh, Palm Sunday, I don't want to preach about Palm Sunday because Pastor Mark's probably going to preach about Palm Sunday then I'm going to be preaching at the nursing home about Palm Sunday this week too. I'm going to preach to you today about planting seeds. Is that okay? So to help me do that today, to help me illustrate that today, I want you to turn in your Bible to 
Matthew chapter 13, and let's look at verses 1 through 9. Amen. Now, in this portion of the scripture, what's happening is this is Jesus is telling his disciples and people that have gathered around a parable here, and, he, and he's explaining to, to the disciples and the people about different groups of people, different types of people here. Now, he's talking about a farmer scattering seeds, and he's talking about different uh, types of soil that the seed is falling on. So, or if y'all are there, we're going to go ahead and just read it real quick, and then we'll begin to talk more about it. Matthew 13, 1 through 9, verse 1 says, Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. For, says, as he scattered them across his field, some feed, seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on the shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon withered under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Verse 7 says, Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. And then verse 8 says, Still other seeds fell on a fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a hundred times as much as they had planted. Verse 9 says, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Okay, so there we have the parable. The parable is what people, a parable is what pe people use to uh, describe, use something that people know about to describe something people don't know about. Does that make any sense to y'all? So in this parable, Jesus is using a parable trying to, uh, one, he's, he's trying to teach the people and his disciples here the different types of people that they're going to be preaching to, okay? One, you got three things here. You got the farmer in this parable, you got the seed in this parable, and then you got the type of soil that the seed fell on. One, the 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 seed is what? The word of God, right? That we walk around and, and we spread the word of God. Two is the the soil, the soil that it fell on. Well, as we're going to learn here in a minute, this is the group of people. There's four different groups of people that Jesus talks about that the seed falls on. And then there's one other part in, in this parable, and it's the farmer. Who is the farmer? Me, you, anybody walking around preaching, spreading the word of God is a farmer. Amen? So what he's wanting them to understand right now is so that later on down the road they don't get discouraged that there's going to be different types of people that they preach to. And hey, some of them's going to listen to your message. Some of them ain't going to listen to your message. Don't get discouraged, okay? And that's what I want you to, to understand tonight as well. Me and you as brothers and sisters in Christ, we should be the farmers, right? We need to go out. We need to spread the word. And, and what's going to happen is it, just like Jesus was telling the people here in this parable, the, the, the seed is going to fall on some good soil and the seed is going to fall on some bad soil, but you need not get discouraged. You need to continue to spread the seed anyway. Amen? 
Amen. So let's let's look at the first parable here and, and talk about these each one of these things as an individual basis here tonight. The first one was the the footpath, okay? The first group of people from this parable that Jesus told about was described as the seeds that fell on the footpath, okay? Now, as we have already said, waysides is what it says in the the uh, King James Version of the Bible. It says waysides, but in the other versions it says footpath. A footpath is a place where people walk, and it's 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 compact. It's hard, so a seed can't get planted when it falls on that. Now, listen to what Jesus describes this type of people here in verse 19. Jump down to verse 19 in your Bible. It says, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. The evil one comes, snatches away the seed, and that was planted in their hearts, okay? So, what happens was, let me see if I can help y'all to understand this. Back in Jesus' day, when they planted the fields, they would have strips of fields, so... Back in that time period, the way people traveled was mainly by foot or they rode horses or, uh, you know, buggies and all those kinds of things like that. But to, in order to get places, they would have to cross through people's property. They didn't do like we do nowadays, put up fences and razor wire and all that stuff because there's roads. Well, they, they would cross through people's property so the farmers would leave paths through their their crop known as footpaths so that people could go through there and they wouldn't trample down their their crops as they went through. So this was the footpath. So as you could imagine, the seed when it fell, when the, as the farmer was scattering the seed, it fell on the footpath and it wasn't able to take root, Brother James. As you know, we all know in order for a seed to, to sprout and, and to take root, it has to be planted in soil, right? It has to be down in, in the soil, but because the, the compactness wasn't a, allowing the seed to sink down in it. See, these types of people are, are the ones that, that uh, that'll never penetrate. You could talk to these people all you want to about God, tell them all you want to about Jesus, and they're never going to understand the word. Amen? Now, Back in this time period, Jesus was telling the people this, that he said here in the Word, he said, uh, the message about the kingdom, and they don't understand it. Now, what they were really talking about is they don't understand the significance of it because they're still caught up in the old ways of the law. Amen? Well, today in the world, we can sit and go try to tell people, we can try to sell Jesus to them all we want to. We can tell them, God has got this for you. God's going to do this for you. But if they've got it decided in their heart and in their mind that they don't believe in God and they're not going to receive the word, it ain't going to happen. Amen? See, it's really a heart condition. All these types of soils is the condition of the people's heart that the farmer is spreading the seed to or we're going to be spreading the seed to. It's the condition of their heart. So this first group has a heart condition like a footpath. It's hard as a rock and it ain't going to get nowhere. No matter how bad you preach at them, no matter how hard uh, life comes at them or anything, they're not going to get the word. They come into the church all the time. 
They come in here and they try to get what they can out of the church. They try to come in here and get a handout from the church. They try to come in here and see what they can get from people in the church with never any intentions in their heart of trying to actually receive the word of God and do anything for God at all. Amen? I pray tonight that nobody's in here like that. If you are, let's change your heart condition tonight. Amen? So these types of people are the types that's never going to understand it. He told the people, you got that type. Okay? But here's the deal. Even though we got that type, we still need to continue to spread the seed. Amen? Because if we don't, then we're never going to get our seeds on the good soil, amen. If we come across somebody that's like a footpath and won't receive it, we can't give up, amen. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter, hold on, I'll tell you real quick, 10, 14, it says, If any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, shake its dust from your feet as you leave, amen. So I'm, you know, that sounds pretty harsh. You're like, dang. Jesus told the people that? Well, because there's other people that we got to get the message to. If you're spending all your time trying to get this knucklehead to come to Christ and he ain't going to do it, how much more time could you have gone and told somebody else about him that would do it? Amen? So even though this farmer... He knew that some of those seeds was going to fall on the wayside. He knew that some of them weren't going to be sprouted and produced. That didn't stop him from planting those seeds. He still scattered his seeds everywhere he went, even though he knew some was going to fall on that, that hard, those hard spots in the wayside. Amen. Now, the second group of people that Jesus was talking about from the parable here were described as seeds that fell on stony places. Now these are the people that when they hear the word or the message about God in the beginning they accept it and they're very joyful about the word of God but because they are like seeds that fell on the rocky soil or the stony places they don't stick to the message. Their roots aren't very deep into the word. Amen. Let's see how Jesus described them in verses 20 through 21. He said, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy, but in since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. How many of you here tonight could ever say you've seen somebody like that? That get going good and strong in the church? Man, I see it here in this church all the time, Brother Reverend Pastor Danny. I almost call you Reverend. Man, I go places now, and they, they, some of them want you to call them reverend and, and uh, bit, you know, all them other things. I call you pastor, though. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I just got a thought in my head. Sorry, y'all can't see it, but anyway. Uh, they come in here all the time. They're, there's uh, people that come in here, they get going good and strong in the church. Uh, man, they... They start volunteering to do this. They get out in the arena team and do something, man. And before long, man, you just two or three months later, boom, they're gone. They're not there. And you'd be like, man, what happened to them? Well, they're like this. They're the ones that fell on the rocky soil. Their roots, wasn't, they didn't get deep into the soil. It didn't hold. And as soon as, it, soon as the 
the sun came up and withered them out. They was gone, amen? Because things didn't go right in life. Maybe, i got to tell you tonight, whenever you get right with Christ and you start getting involved in church, look out because the devil's on his way. We just got done preaching about this in uh, men's prayer breakfast. James chapter 1, said, 2 through 4, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, complete, and needing nothing. Amen. Brothers and sisters, it's coming your way. Amen. So if you know somebody that's like this, that, that have got going strong in the church uh, and was excited in the beginning and then and all things started happening in their life, people was persecuting them, maybe their friends were, peer pressure was coming up on them. Tell them this right here. James says you need to count it as joy when that stuff comes because that gives your faith and your endurance a chance to grow. You're like, well, how in the world when my cars are breaking down, i got to stop every two miles on the highway, turn off my car for ten minutes, and then crank it back up and go five minutes, and i got three, three old jalopy trucks that's about to break down all at one time. i got an old raggedy floor in the house falling through every time we walk a certain way. i got the light bill going up and the bill, my money's going down. Amen. All this stuff crashing down on you right now. How can I count it joy? Well, it ain't fun. I don't think he was talking about hee hee joy. You know what I'm saying? He was talking about, well, that's when you can really show God how much you love him and how much you trust in him. Amen. And then it said the, the more you do it, Later on, you'll become perfect, not need nothing. Now, he ain't talking about you're going to be like Jesus. Jesus was the only perfect man in the whole world, amen? All, ever, ever, that's all he'll ever be, the only one, amen? What he's talking about is the more you go through those things, the easier it is for you to get through them. The more you go through them and depend on Jesus to get you out of them, the easier it is when it comes your way. And when the devil throws those things at you, you can laugh in his face and say, ha ha, my God is bigger than that, devil. Ha ha, God's going to get me out of that, devil. Ha ha, you ain't nothing, devil. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Flee from me. Amen. That's what James is talking about. You'll become perfect later on the more you go through it. One thing that I used was Brother Tommy was there and brother and his grandson Robbie was there and I said, Robbie got a bike, motorcycle, and if it breaks down, Robbie wants the motorcycle fixed right now, right? Well, Robbie's going to probably go ahead and fix it, but it's just going to be a getter done right now so I can ride it, and it'll probably be broke down again by the end of the day. But Brother Tommy knows that if you fix that thing right, that'll be it. You won't have to keep doing it, fixing it, fixing it. Amen. That's because Tommy been through all that. Brother Tommy's been through all that. And Robbie hadn't hardly been through it. So Tom, Brother Tommy knows to wait and do it right, and he don't. But later on when Robbie gets to where Brother Tommy's at, he'll know the same thing, wait and do it right, amen? 
See, that's the problem with people in the world today in our Christianity. Relationships, everything that goes wrong, the minute it goes wrong, the people want to jump out. They don't want to depend on God to do it for them. They want to go fix it right now. And yeah, they might get it fixed right now, but two weeks later it's broke again. Amen. If you wait and let God do it His way, then it'll last forever. Amen. If you're having relationship issues, go to the right counseling. Seek right godly counsel. Amen. Let God fix it. Don't jump back in the boat right now. Amen. Wait and let God work it out and then it'll be right. Amen. See, these people that, that whose hearts are like the rocky soil, they don't do that. The minute the person trials come their way and, and tribulations come their way... High tell it, they say, well, if that's what it's about to be like for God, I ain't doing it no more. He's supposed to stop. Man, I done got Christian. I, 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 I devoted myself to him. I, man, I even walked away from some of these other folks I used to hang out with. I laid this down, laid that down, and now I'm still having to face it. It ain't worth it. I'm just going to say the heck with it and move on. Amen? <clears throat> if you know somebody like that, tell them to read James. Amen? And if you're here tonight, go back and read James, and that's you. And this, Maybe you're here tonight, maybe you're thinking that things are tough and they ain't supposed to be that way. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, get your heart right, amen. Stay, stay, get your roots deeply planted in the good soil, amen. Now, the third group of people from the parable that Jesus told were described as seeds that fell among thorns. I see this a lot, too. In the last six years of ministry, I've seen a whole lot of this right here. These people are the group of people that are told the word of God but because they're more worried about what the world has to offer or the things that are going on in the world, they fall away from God. Let's see how Jesus described these people in the verse 22. He said, The seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. Amen. It's almost the same as the one with the, the stony soil, but in this one he adds one other thing here. Besides the worries and troubles, he adds the riches, the treasures. Amen. He starts adding, you know, I don't know if y'all, I was like this before. You know what? I was really like this because I knew before I started coming to church for some years that I was supposed to be going to church and doing right. The Lord always told me and tugged on my heart that I was supposed to be in church and doing right. But I knew if I was going to do right, I couldn't be going out to the bars and drinking. I knew that I couldn't uh, stay home and sleep late Sunday morning and mow my yard. I couldn't do go in my shop and work on things because all my time was going to be taken up by church. Amen. All my time was going to be taken up by things for God. I knew all that, so I wasn't having it. I, wasn't, I was more worried about all that worldly thing that I had, all my possessions, so I wouldn't uh, commit and I wouldn't go to God. You know, I wouldn't submit to God and start doing the way I'm supposed to do. That's the way these people are. The thorns, they grow up, choke them out, and, and, and all the things they got. How many of you here tonight know that if you're going to have a garden, you got to keep that thing weeded out. Amen. 
Man, I, I remember one time I had some, man, I got pictures to prove this, so this ain't no lie, and I'm on the stage in church. I had some tomato plants that was about eight foot tall. They done went over this book, this, um, I built these big old rack things for them to grow up on. They went over that thing, then they started going back down that thing. And I had tomatoes like this growing off of that thing. I mean, some of y'all might remember, I'd bring them, I couldn't even eat them all. We'd bring them up here and give them away to people and just all over the bags. And, and they was going spectacular. You know, I, man, miracle grow. I was putting miracle grow and all that. Man, it was, they was getting it. But man, they had hours kicked up at work, 12 hours a day. And for long, I didn't have no time to get out there and, and pull those weeds out of there. And I didn't have time to, 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 to prune it and cut off this. And for long, all them weeds started choking it out. And for long, it all died. Amen. This world is like a big weed to humans. Amen. To us Christians, this world ain't nothing but a big old weed trying to choke you out. Amen. But the thing is... <coughs> if we'll stick to Jesus, he's the master gardener, amen, and he can pluck that weed right out of our life, and we can grow deep roots, and we can prosper, and we can be fruitful if we'll just stay to God, amen, and stop worrying about all these things. Man, there's, I've got friends that I have tried to get to come to church. I've asked them to come to church with me, but they ain't got time. They don't want to stop doing their drinking. They ain't got time to... Go to the, stop going to the races. i got friends that I have asked to come to church that don't want to do it because they don't want to give up their worldly lifestyle because they know that in order to stay in church and do right, then they'll have to do that, and they don't want to do it. They're like the ones here that, that he was talking about that fall on uh, in soil and the, the weeds come up and choke it out. All that thing that they have won't let them... Uh, uh, receive what God has for them and if they could receive it it would be a whole lot better than what they're doing Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 says no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other you will be devoted to one and despise the other you can't serve both God and money amen how many of y'all agree with that tonight These types of people are the ones that can't pay their tithes because they're worried about keeping their cell phone on or their electric or, or their uh, cable bill and things like that. They can't do their part for God because of that. Amen. These are the, if you know people like that tonight, tell them that they need to straighten up and start living right for God. If you're here tonight, maybe it's time for you to. Get your priorities straight in life. And I'm not going to start preaching on that right now because that would be a whole other sermon by itself, getting priorities straight. Maybe next time I'm here preaching, I'll preach that sermon because I dang sure got one for it. But uh, you got to get your priorities straight and, and get God first in your life. Amen. Now the last group of people that from the parable that Jesus told were Described as the seeds that fell on the good soil. These are the real Christians, brothers and sisters. They're the Christians that will never fall away from God. These are the Christians that I pray that this church this evening is full of tonight. 
No matter what Satan throws their way, they'll never walk out on God. Jesus describes them in verse 33 like this. The seed that fell on the good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. So you see, what he was talking about is the real Christians, they get planted deep into the word, the good soil, and their roots can grow deep, amen. It can reach down to where that water is, the living water of Jesus Christ that they need to sustain their life. And I don't know about you all, but from the time I started going to church up to this very moment, till the time I crossed the Jordan, I'm always going to have to keep my roots planted deep in the Word of God, into Jesus, and I'm always going to continuously grow. Amen? So, like it said earlier, the, the weeds got to be weeded out so you can grow. You got to get in the good soil. You got to get away from the things that are not good in your life and come to the things that are good in your life. Get away from the people. I hate this. I hate it and I hate it and I hate it. So many people that I love and seen have come through these doors here get going so good. And they start planting their roots deep in here, but man, they fall back into the old lifestyle and they get around these people that's no good for them. And like the one we just talked about, the thorns start choking them out and they can't, they can't receive the nourishment that God gives. Amen? Because the weeds suck away the nourishment from plants. And they start getting caught up in all that stuff and they can't get the nourishment that they need to be getting from God because they choose to live the ways of the, that they used to live. They go back to the old way. But tonight, you and I as Christians, we need to have our roots firmly planted in the Word of God. Amen? And then what it say? You want to know if you're a real Christian tonight? You want to know if you really are planted deep in the Word of God? If you are got your roots in the right soil tonight, it's what it said in the last portion of the verse, you'll be producing fruit. If we'll do our job, if we'll do what we're supposed to be doing, we could be producing fruit, Brother Joe. We can go tell people it's hard, but we got to do it. We got to rely on God. And we could produce maybe 30, 60, or even 100 more uh, Christians, you know. So tonight, I want to ask you one question. Are your roots planted in the good soil tonight? Or are you on a pathway, a rocky soil? Are you in a, in a soil where the weeds are growing up and choking you out? Tonight, if you're planted in the good soil, praise God, stay there. You're going to have to continue to grow because that's what plants do. We have to continue to grow. And the only way is to be plugged in in, our, in this church here, coming in, in the Bible studies like Brother Danny does, Sunday school, all these things, reading this, listening to good preaching on TV instead of watching, uh, well, I ain't going to start talking about other things we watch on TV. That's another sermon too. But 
we, we got to stay listening to things and stay plugged in and growing. If that's you tonight, praise God. Keep it up. But if you're here tonight and you think that you might be kind of one of the people that's on the pathway that's, that's trampled down and your, your roots can't, your spree, seed can't seem to get planted and start growing or you're on that rocky soil, you was joyful when you came in and, and you were all excited about serving God but something's going on in your life right now clouding your vision. It happened so much even to Christians that have been there a long time. That's the way Satan works. He tries to cloud your vision where you can't see. Or if you're the one that, that has gotten so worried about the old lifestyle that you want to go back to it and you're missing it, let your heart be changed tonight. Amen. All you got to do is pray and ask Jesus to change your heart tonight. Bow y'all's heads and let's go to the Lord. Father, tonight we come before you and just ask you tonight to let each and every one of us examine our hearts tonight and see where it really is. See, we can all come and sit down in the church and put that little happy face on. And, oh, hi, miss so-and-so. Hi, brother so-and-so. and Act like all is good and well. But Father, only us and you know what the heart, heart condition is really like. Father, tonight I pray that if there's people here tonight whose heart is not planted in the good soil which is yours or maybe they've just gotten by the wayside kind of just let the weeds come up and choke them out. I'm not going to call them up here. I'm not going to ask them to get out of their seat or nothing like that. I just pray, Father, if there's somebody here who needs their heart to be fixed tonight, with all heads bowed and eyes closed right where they're sitting, they'll just slip a hand up really quick and let me see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, today there's others that may not have raised their hand, I'm sure. But that's okay. It's between you and them. Tonight I just ask you to come to them right now and say, I'm here for you. Let them know, Father, that you're there and you can get their heart planted right back in the right place. They can get their roots planted back in your soil, Father. That way it can reach the living water that you give us, Father. And Father, maybe they can become fruitful too, Father, and go out and just tell everybody about you. Today I pray, Father, if those ones are here that are in that situation tonight that they'll just pray this prayer and say Jesus I know that lately I haven't been living the way I should things just hadn't been going right Lord it seems like you're not there it seems like things just ain't right and I don't understand tonight I want to ask you to forgive me for taking my eyes off you but tonight I want to put my eyes back on you Lord I want to rededicate my life to you tonight and start living the way I should Father I realize tonight maybe there's somebody here that has never prayed and asked you to come into their heart and save them maybe they're here and they've never even heard the gospel presented to them tonight I don't know or maybe they have and just passed up the opportunity 
But tonight I want to give them that opportunity, Lord, and I just want to ask them to sit where they're at silently, pray this prayer with me and say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I can't save myself. I know, Jesus, that you died on that cross, but three days later you arose again. And today, Father, you're seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus, today I want to ask you to forgive me of my sins. Jesus, will you please come into my heart and save me tonight? Jesus, please be my personal Lord and Savior tonight. All heads bowed, eyes closed, nobody looking. If anybody here tonight prayed that prayer, slip a hand up and let me see. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for the time we've had tonight. Just ask you to bless each and every one as we go our ways tonight, Father. Let us have a good week, Father, and let us be up here in our spots next week, Sunday, Father, and just let some people come see Brother Danny and Miss Allie in that Bible study this Friday night at 7. We praise you and thank you for the time we've had, Lord. In your name we pray. We just ask you to put a hedge of protection around Pastor Mark and uh, all of them, the staff that's and the teenagers and young life that are going to be heading back tomorrow from New Mexico. And God, let them get home safely, Father. We just praise you and thank you for the blessings we have. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all. Y'all are dismissed. I know y'all can't believe it. Y'all still got five minutes till eight, but... <laughs>